Swim check one, two. Bike check one, two. Run check one, two. I think we're ready. Let's try this. Welcome to the Try Beginner's Luck podcast, a podcast where we explore the sport of triathlon from a variety of perspectives to help beginner triathletes on their journey. I am your host, Mashonda Shines. Happy summer. Yes, it is still summer and we are going to milk every moment of the summer. Thank you all for being so patient with us while we've taken a little bit of a break. Although we have been on Instagram doing some lives with the Fund Her Try sponsored Instagram lives where we have been highlighting some of the wonderful women who have received the Fund Her Try scholarship. So listen, what you're going to hear is literally live. Instagram doesn't do anything perfectly and when it converts over, it might be a little off. So just be patient, but hang in there because the messages are phenomenal. With that said, Fund Her Try has been so gracious to us and we're so grateful that we are able to do this series because of them. So Fund Her Try is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that is chartered to bring more women to every triathlon start line. They are tackling the financial barrier by reimbursing the race registration fees for first-time triathletes that are female or identify as female. So listen, if you are a first-time triathlete listening to this and you have an upcoming race, be sure to check out fundhertry.org and apply for the sponsorship or scholarship. Now, if you are a veteran athlete, consider donating your time to be a mentor. And of course we want that cha-ching money. Yes, consider donating your time or money. More details can be found at www.fundhertry.org. I don't wanna hold you up any longer, but just know that Try Beginner's Luck will come back with a regular scheduled season, late September or early October. And I am just so in awe of the people who I've gotten a chance to meet this summer with hopes that they will come on in the future. And trust me, you are going to be just as thrilled as I am. With that said, it's time to listen to some of these amazing women from the Fun Her Try sponsorship. So let's get ready to listen. Let's try this. Peace. Hello, hello, hello. I am really excited to be with y'all today. It's a Friday. It's the end of the week. I hope everyone had a good weekend this weekend. Well, mm, see, I'm already in the weekend mode. I hope you had a good week. Hi, Leslie, how are you? I am, um, we're gonna get started in just a moment. We are gonna get a few more people in um, who want to join. I, I understand that we're doing it on a Friday. So people may be out turning up, just out, or like me, about to get in the bed because I have a ride in the morning. And that's what we do. So I'm really excited. Um, I'm really excited. I guess I should put my phone on Do Not Disturb because these things are going to make me angry. So let me do that right now. Try to be on Do Not Disturb. Um, so yeah. I am on Do Not Disturb. Hi, it looks like we have Darlene join us. We will bring you in in just a moment. We have uh, Melanie, I'm excited. Hey, Melanie, welcome everyone. 
to, I guess it's going to be Friday Night Live here on Instagram Live with Trial Beginners Luck. I am Mashonda Miles, your host of the Trial Beginners Luck podcast, which you can check out on all major platforms. Um, and today we're doing a live that is sponsored by Fund Her Try. Fund or Try is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that's geared to bringing more women to every start line. And it is such an amazing organization where they are reimbursing race registrations to first-time triathletes. That is so incredible because the financial barrier is a huge barrier to injury for sport. And so I appreciate that Thunder Try is taking the sting of the financial barrier out of the mix so that all you have to do is focus on training and getting to the start line. That's it. Train, get to the start line, and Fund Her Try will help you get there. Maybe we do a body roll for Fund Her Try. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, I have two women who have participated with Fund or Try. One is a recent uh, recipient and one is a former recipient who's done some tries. So we're going to hear from both perspectives today. So I'm excited to bring them in. So I'm going to bring in Melanie Johnson. So I'm going to see if I can pull her in. Let's see. And Darlene Scott. about this when people are coming in you have to uh give it a moment so that it pauses for a second let all that friction happen and then talk again hello darlene we're going to bring in um melanie in just a second if i can uh, uh get it together yeah yeah um, I'm so excited to have y'all with me today. <laughs> you know what I hear? Okay, so I do talk in song a lot. And if you're familiar, I, I can't think of the name of the artist, but they're like, it's a party, it's a party, it's a party. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows that song? I'm about to look it up. I'm about to look it up. Because that's what I heard. I was like, you know what? We may not be... Um, we may not be out, but this is a party right here on Instagram Live. Yes. Oh, Wall Away Pack. Yes. Yeah. So if you guys want to get in the mood for a Friday night, just um, it's a party by Wall Away Pack. And it's like, hey, it's a party. It's a party. It's a party. It's a Thunder Trap party and a Trap Beginners Luck party. We are in the building. Yes. Well, welcome, y'all. I am so excited to have you. I know um, as a triathlete how the financial barrier is a huge deterrent for many people to start to train or to even get in the mix. And so what I'm most proud about with Front Her Try is that Lynn said, hey, listen, I am tired of not seeing women on the start line. I am going to do something about it. I'm going to activate, reach out to my friends, ask them to donate and give some money so that we can give back, so that we can have more women at start lines. And it was also a way for her to just be able to try with her friends. 
because in order, it's better to try with friends and it was an opportunity for her to engage new people and get her friends with her. So who wants to try alone? It gets lonely out there, lugging your bike, lugging this, and you're not having anyone to talk to. So I'm really grateful that Lynn thought to say, hey, what can I do? And let me put some action behind that. So again, this live is sponsored by Fund Her Try. And we have two uh, scholarship recipients um, from Fund Her Try. We have Darlene Scott and Melanie Johnson. Welcome, ladies, to the Try Beginner Luck. Friday night, it's a party. Fund by Fund Her Try Live. Yeah. I'm good. How are you doing? Right. I can't get all the energy y'all give me. This is the week. I have to say that's that's kind of my nature. I'm gonna have to um, wait. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. Okay. By the end of the day, hopefully. Okay. Right. We'll work with that. We'll work with that. All right. So we'll start with you, Melanie. Tell us a little bit about who you are yeah. and how did you learn so, um, about Fund Her Try? I'm a full-time mom to, to two little ones, and they were both going back to school. I've, I've run 5Ks for a couple, had, had run 5Ks for a couple of years and hadn't done anything really past that, um, and read a book called The Athlete Inside by Sue Reynolds uh, and kind of heard the story of how she got into triathletes and how they really transformed her. Um, so I started posting in my mom group, <laughs> who wants to do a triathlon with me? <laughs> and of course, everyone thought I was crazy. But um, <laughs> there, there was a one mom who had actually done one before. And she was I didn't know her very well. We'd never run together. But um, she was like, let's meet up. And you can ask me whatever questions you want. So I asked her probably 100 questions. And she told me about Fund Her Try. And she, she had not used them herself, but had heard about them after her first triathlon and said, well, just apply for the scholarship, apply for the mentorship and see what happens. And so I was like, okay. So I remember typing the email and sending it all in and answering all the questions thinking, oh, I don't know if I'm actually going to get it. Um, I don't have much experience, obviously. None with, I didn't even own a bike at the time. <laughs> I had a beach cruiser. That's what I had. <laughs> um, and so that's how I got the, got the scholarship through, through hearing from, from a friend, actually. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So thank you, friend, for passing on the good news about Fund Her Try and getting <laughs> Melanie to try. We're here for it. We're here for it. All right. Um, Darlene, tell us a little bit about I was yourself. a marathoner for some years um, before I got into the triathlon, but, or before I decided I was going to do a triathlon. And I wanted to do one back then as a different kind of challenge. Um, I know it sounds like, like Melanie was saying, it sounds crazy, right? Like, why would you choose that? Um, but in any case, it was something that I had seen some of my friends who were also running do, and I thought this could be a good challenge, especially the swim part because I have water anxiety. So, um, but I got out of triathlon, or excuse me, I got out of marathoning because I developed a heart condition. And then when I was allowed to get back to running, I was like, well, you know, if we're going to chase big dreams, we might as well go all the way. And so rather than give up that dream I had of triathlon, I decided I would try it again. So I did a training program during the pandemic, which ended up being a duathlon because we couldn't get into pools and to the water to train. And through that, that was the diversity, diversity try. I think I'm saying it wrong. But in any case, they had a, a virtual training. 
um, and I trained with a coach um, for duathlon. And then from there, that's where I found out about Frontier Tri. And I was like, oh, well, here's my chance because we were just beyond the pandemic and then I could get in the water. Now, here's the plot twist. Um, I broke my arm um, as I was beginning, so around March. So I'm still working on the arm, which kept me out of the water all summer or has kept me out of the water all summer, but I'm training on the other stuff so that when I'm ready to get back in the water, that'll be the only thing I have to work, work on. Oh, darling, I'm so sorry to hear that after, you know, all, you know, the, the yeah. years that you've been training leading up to this moment that you broke your arm and, you know, sometimes those unfortunate instances, even though we do not enjoy them in the moment it's always purpose behind them and you know whatever it is i'm glad that um one you're here and you're constantly working to better yourself and that you not you haven't stopped trying and so um i'm glad that that didn't deter you because sometimes people can just give up they'll be like man i'm done but i'm glad that you're staying in it and you want to actively pursue it and I know that when you do get to that start line we know you're going to conquer it and cross um the overwhelming victory so I'm well, excited you guys will turn the screen wherever you are I know you're Melanie where are you now where, where, I'm in Richmond yeah Richmond Virginia and I'm just outside of Melanie, the Orlando where are you located? area called Horizon West Florida um, yeah <laughs> Yeah, yellow yeah, well, spring. This yeah. city beautiful, Orlando, Florida. <laughs> wow. So here we are all on the East Coast. You heard about Thunder Tribe, where Lynn, who is the founder, is all the way across the pond <laughs> in Hawaii, getting to open water swim whenever she desires. Like, how amazing is it? to be able to be in the beautiful place, Hawaii. We got a couple of people joining us. Thank you guys so much for joining. This is a live that is sponsored by Funter Tri uh, that we will turn into a podcast. So you'll hear this on a podcast, but we have two women who have been sponsored by Funter Tri and we're just getting some information about them. So thank you so much for joining. All right, Melanie, yeah. <laughs> do your first try. Well, you get, you find out about Fund Her Try, you start the training. Uh, Tell me what was your training process like? Because you are in Florida, so you pretty much get to Basically, yeah, the, the water does get want. cold and our pool is, pools are not heated where I train, but um, it, it does make it more convenient for sure, yeah. I would say it was definitely about the journey, that first triathlon specifically. Um, you know, I've, I've now done four total, but the very first one was just not knowing anything, you know, everything was new. Uh, my mentor, Miranda Bush was amazing, but Fenter Tri provided me with. And pr the preparation was, you know, putting in the time to run, swim, bike every day. Um, and of course, building up, that, building up how much I did, you know, kind of finding a, a good guidelines, but also just learning what positions were and what does that mean and, and how to change my own attire or fill my, fill my bike, you know, with, with air. These were things I, I didn't know how to do. And, um, overcoming, I don't have a problem swimming in lakes. I never have, but we do have a lot of alligators in Florida and people used to say, aren't you afraid of the alligators? And I would always say, well, as long as I'm not first or last, I should be okay. <laughs> right? so, um, but 
for all those little hurdles, you know, you learning to swim in a lake versus a pool and, and having to learn how to sight where you're going and, and the transitions and um, the things you don't expect, like your goggles breaking the morning of the race, right, before you go in the water and having that panic attack. And um, like you mentioned too, you know, not having another girlfriend that did the race with me or not really knowing anyone at the race was kind of hard because you get up so early, you know, you get there and you have hours basically from the time you rack your bike to, to kind of see the course and, and play everything out. Um, but it really was all about the journey and just it, always knowing that there was something unexpected and something more to learn. And I do, I remember just like eating, sleeping, dreaming all the time about triathlons and what it was going to look like. And the feeling crossing that finish line the first time was just, it was unbelievable. Like it was incredible. And I had my, my family, my kids there and friends that came out to watch and, um, I feel like it really transformed me and just helped me set new goals for myself overall and, and my mental state. Like I, I really use that time to just focus on, um, on, on growing myself as, as a woman, you know, my kids have gone back to school full time and just trying to figure out who I was again. Mm -hmm. So training for 100%. your first child is very yes. transformational. <laughs> yes. Or transformative. <laughs> Yeah. It's late. It's late in the day, <laughs> so my brain is like, do, 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 do. Um, cool. That is such a cool story. And I, what I picked out of that is you also not only got an opportunity to get um, your race yes. reimbursed, but you got a mentor. She, she was, yeah, she was amazing. Wow. You know, you can read, you can read all the books you want to. Um, but anyone who's never done a triathlon, sometimes it's like reading a foreign language. You don't understand what, okay, you get it, right? Like, <laughs> it, a yeah, whole foreign it, language. You'd be like, what? what? And then yeah. the acronyms that people use, T1, T2, what, yeah. what are you talking about? Is that like, time out? Yes. Yeah. And there were so many things and even like the, um, the drills, the swim drills I would read. I'm like, I don't know what this is. And you're Googling it and you know, you're not getting the right answer, but with the mentorship program, I had a person, I would go on Zoom, you know, Miranda, my coach was there, or my mentor was there every week, and, and she and I would talk face to face, and we would talk about everything from what I was putting in my mouth to help give me proper energy, um, to, you know, how I was doing my swim strokes, or um, the amount of time I was spending in transitions. It was wonderful, because it wasn't just Googling it. This was a person who has years of experience she lives way up north somewhere where, where, you know, she couldn't believe our weather. She'd see me in tank tops and be like, oh, it's freezing here. Um, but just someone that you could go to with the questions and get immediate answers. And she was very responsive and just really helped me get through the first process of, of not knowing what I was doing at all. <laughs> so it was wonderful. Wow. I think if I could go back, Melanie, which fund her trial was probably around when I started. Okay. I mean, although I started with a team, I was probably too scared to ask questions. And so that one-on-one -on -one interaction would have been a little bit more helpful because you're scared <laughs> to ask the questions. Although there might be someone else who has the same question that you have. And if you would have just, if yeah. I would have just spoken up at that time, how much more what I have known right. versus not sitting back and you know, being a little timid. <laughs> and I'm not really a timid person, but when it comes to asking questions, when I feel like I should know, I, teen, I tend to veer towards being a little bit more 
reserved and shy. And so right. it didn't profit me to do that that way. Right. It didn't because I could have been further along, but I would just take it back. So I just want to shout out for anyone who's listening. Not only do you get the funder try race reimbursement, I think the race reimbursement may be up to $150, but you get mentorship, which is priceless. You can't, you cannot put value to mentorship, not just in triathlon, but just in anything. I think mentors are so key, obviously, in our work, but just in life. So, bam, there we go. Melanie, tell us about your first duathlon, and then, because you did your duathlon, I think you said in 2020. Oh, so I'm talking to you. Or 2021? You're talking to me, right? You, Melanie. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I mean, you, darling. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm looking right at you and looking at the name. I don't have the little cheat sheet exactly. Zoom. You know, Zoom has yeah. a little cheat sheet that gives you the names at the bottom. And I don't have that today. <laughs> so, oh, boy. You know what? That's life. I don't want to talk to that for just a moment. And then we'll bring you in, Darlene, because I struggle with the perfection spirit like I really do like I, I feel like if it's not perfect I would have said let's start over and do this again or had we been on the actual zoom recording this for the podcast I would have been able to edit that all out and what's beautiful is that I can't do that so thank you guys for accepting my mistaken grace but two, in the world of triathlon, we're going to make mistakes. And there's no perfect race. There's always a great race where you probably hit the marks, but we're always learning. And so I guess I need to give myself a little bit more grace, even in this, because there's just, I don't think there's an instance whenever it's a perfect race, like where everything just went. And maybe professionals have perfect races. We need to talk to somebody to find out. However, there's always something that we can learn and do better. And that's the beautiful part of this sport is you can never just map. Yeah. Right. There's right. no plateau unless you just don't work out. You mm -hmm. always can find something to work on. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> it's my Darlene, time. it's your uh, time. The draft yeah. was virtual. So I didn't have, I still haven't, I didn't have and still get, haven't had the experience of like, Towing the line with a group of people and, and that sort of thing. I'm still, you know. In fact, I was talking to my sister. My twin sister is, she has done duathlon. She's not terribly interested in triathlon. But um, we were talking about me doing group rides because I was like, you know, it's okay if I ride with one or two people, but I feel like claustrophobic. And I think that's, that's mental. Uh, and it's one of the things, like you're talking about improving. I just met a group when I was running. And they do rides, and I was like, I'll, I'll be seeing you guys because I need to do this. I need to work on this thing. Um, so, yeah, my, you know, I, I, this is all there to me. Like you're talking about the language being new, the, um, the training being new. I had an understanding of running lingo. You know, I knew what that sounded like, but I don't know a lot about triathlon. I don't know. I've watched some, I've seen some friends compete and been the, the spectator, like Melanie said, her family and friends were there and stuff, but I never participated myself. So some of the language they were using was 
you know, it was like, oh yeah, that just went over my head, but I didn't beat it at that time. Now I do. And, um, and yeah, now it is like, like another language and I'm learning it. And then one day I'm going to be that person. I'm going to be using the language and I'm going to be saying it like everybody should know this. Yeah. And, um, you know, <laughs> that's what happens. Like, you know, my mother always says that she learns from me because I'll start talking in the language of whatever field I'm working in. So when I'm working in running or if I'm working in my professional career and I start using the language, she'll say, you know, she'll ask me what does that mean because sometimes you say it too fast. And then from then on, she's using the language too. So I feel like this is what's going to happen as I keep, as I keep progressing. So I try not to get discouraged or too scared. But even when I get scared, I'm a person who runs toward my fear. Kind of strange. But yeah, if something really, really like water makes me very anxious, so I run to water. I tell myself, You have to, you have to go. I've been taking swimming lessons for years outside of this, like just to get over that part. But that's just kind of my, my personality. Is the run to water <laughs> my fear for me? It's like, Yes, run towards your fear. And that takes courage. That takes a lot of courage to run towards your fear. Because we as people, as a human species, don't like discomfort. And running towards fear can be uncomfortable in a lot of ways. And so I admire that about you. I guess I'm a part <laughs> running towards my fear. No, I'm just kidding. But... You know, I, I I admire that because it's, you know, risk-taking and running towards your fear. It's ironic because I think I'm a person who, Hashtag doing I think, think, and probably a lot of us as women in particular can speak to this. Um, I don't like vulnerability. So my mm -hmm. fear feels like, like a vulnerability. Like, And when I feel like I'm uncomfortable in that way, then I say, well, I don't want to feel that. So let me run towards it so I can stop feeling that. Yeah. So it's kind of a weird dichotomy yeah. there but that's yeah. yeah but it works and we all have to do it eventually we can't if we don't overcome or run towards our fears so that we can overcome the fear mm -hmm. then yeah. the fear overcomes us and we live in that perpetual place of what if I could have should have yeah. would have just tried, you know? And so even though you haven't told a physical line, you have told a start line, right? Virtual or not. Duathlon lines are tough. <laughs> I don't even know how to do it tomorrow. Up, up. Well, it's up. There Maybe you go. I should try beginners yeah. and do that. <laughs> Because from what I understand, when you start off with the run, yeah. your heart rate is super high, and then you have mm -hmm. to come back and try to bite, run again. and then run, run again. Like So there's different levels to this. And so being a duathlete is not, oh, duathlete is easy. No, it's not. It is equally as challenging. And so I admire you for just wanting to start. And now you're like, hey, 
I'm going to run towards the water and I'm going to conquer that. And so I'm excited for when you do. And please let us know so that we can get a follow up story on, you know, how you, you know, how you did. So, yeah. Melanie, you've done four triathlons, all sprint. But a birdie was telling me that you uh, yeah. maybe helped some Yes, I So um, I had the opportunity to go speak um, at my daughter's Girl Scout troop. They were sharing about women and athletes, women athletes and uh, different sports. And I had only done one triathlon at that point, but they wanted me to come share basically what it looked like and bring the gear and all the good stuff. So I shared with a Girl Scout troop and um, a seven and eight year old at the time. And a couple of the girls were like, oh, I want to do that. And um, I, I don't use the word coach because I am not certified coach, but they do call me coach. I just, I do it out of a love and a passion for the sport. Um, I was also injured after my second triathlon, not because of running or because of triathletes, injured myself dancing. <laughs> um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I split on AstroTurf and it sure enough uh, tore the, the tendon, my hamstring right off the bone. So um, the doctors actually told me I would never run again. Uh, even, even surgery potentially may not allow me to run again. Um, so I did physical therapy. And during that time, I, I started group, getting a small group of girls together um, to train them in running and biking and swimming. And we found the first kids triathlon in the area. It was over in Tampa Bay. It was such a sweet little triathlon. They were swimming in a, um, a water park, Lazy River. So the swim was super, super fun for them. Um, and we started with just four kids and uh, they did their first triathlon April of 2022. And this past April, they finished their fourth one and wow. we have 11 youth, um, boys and girls, though the majority are girls. Uh, and they're all fourth graders now that have done that. And they've done um, one in Tampa Bay. They did one in Claremont. They did one at the Daytona National Speedway, excuse me, Speedway, and then they did it, I know, right? <laughs> and then <laughs> Tampa Bay. So my daughter, you know, she picked up the passion and she's nine now, she'll be 10 in September and she's not ready to quit. So I will continue to coach this group of youth and um, we'll continue to grow as long as, as long as we're able. And the team is awesome. We're not, they're not all super competitive kids. Obviously they have a little bit of um, competitive in them, but we have kids who have ADHD and autism. And when we were naming the group, they, they were like, oh, we were just throwing out fun names. And they said, let's be Team Bananas. And I was like, Team Bananas? <laughs> you know, and, and it was like, well, we always eat bananas. And the area we live in is Horizon West. So it's known for um, their orange groves. That's what used to grow here. So everywhere you go, it's citrus, 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 citrus. So they thought it would be cute to be team bananas because we like to have fun. We act a little silly. We go bananas. Um, but it's just a great group of kids who gets each other and likes, likes to get together and to train. And we do a couple times a week, even through the summer and the winter. And they're just a blast to work with. Um, so it's awesome. I've been able to share that passion with them, even when I was unable to uh, compete myself. So, and I did compete again. I was able to get through that physical therapy and show those doctors they didn't know what they were talking about. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's just give a Yeah. You believe you bet on yourself. 
because you bet on yourself, even when you were helping those, uh, the Girl Scouts out, it was, it was, it was still transforming yeah. you to not quit, to not quit, to keep persevering, to keep pushing. And the fact that you're back out and doing sport now, I am just, <laughs> wow, because, you know, it's so unfortunate right? that doctors tell us what we can and can't do. They're only speaking yeah. from what their, maybe their diagnosis, mm -hmm. what they think it might be, but your determination, you going to physical therapy and yeah. working out from a <laughs> hamstring tear and them telling you, you can't run again to now being right. able to participate in sport again. I'm <laughs> all hell, Queen Melanie, like, matter, right? bow down, no, like, that is incredible. That. You need to get out and bike and swim and I yeah. just I knew yeah. that there was there wasn't another route for me I had I had to just keep going so and let me just tell you watching your yeah. own child if you guys have yeah. kids watching your own child cross the finish line for the first time is just yeah. as incredible a feeling as that yeah. first time I crossed the finish line yeah. like the pride and the joy in her face yeah. is amazing and this very shy child so just to see her light up and get excited about something you know like you said it's what got me through the, my injury and kept me going when i when i couldn't compete myself so wow i mean <laughs> what if you wouldn't have tried right? then your daughter right? wouldn't have known what it was like or these other young ladies and now she can grow up in sport and that just taking a pause USA Triathlon is they had a huge campaign to get more youth in sport and so I would just say reach out to USA Triathlon to see what programs they offer and how maybe they can help you all get some more resources that you need for some of the students <laughs> look I don't work there I just know that they have some campaigns going on and they might be able to assist you and so I would say definitely um, look that up so that you guys can have an opportunity. And the fact that they got to raise it, they tone the speed. It was awesome. It was. was yes, Clash Endurance. Yep. Last Daytona? December, we'll be doing it again. I think it's December 2nd this year. But yeah, Clash Endurance. It was by far my favorite race for the youth. I mean, it was just the standards of that. If you're familiar with Clash, their standards are so high. And um, it was incredible. Early December, so of course the water was cold, but not cold enough in Florida. They needed wetsuits, so it was really awesome. It was really Yeah, I actually heard um, a lot of great things about yeah. Clash races. Yeah. Uh, Clash Miami is really big. They have Clash Daytona, yeah. um, and people love those races. And a lot of people have had breakout experiences there where they came in wow. as a trooper and left as a pro. <laughs> because the race yeah, yeah. of course anything can happen so that is cool so darlene marathoner the fact that you are a marathoner how many marathons have you done over the course of your I did uh, running career and an ultra um and i was training for my seventh when i got diagnosed with the heart disease do you mind sharing with us what the heart sure. disease is and how you've been able to overcome it uh, I, to get back well, into running? I, I, I didn't overcome it, I'm afraid to say. But um, so the diagnosis is congestive heart failure. And it came from an inflammatory disease called sarcoidosis. So sarcoidosis 
can affect any part of the body. Typically affects the lungs, but for me, it was my heart. And so um, the scars it left on my heart are the reason that I exist or live with, um, with the congestive heart failure. Um, and in turn, when I said I didn't, I didn't get over it, it's, it's chronic, it's progressive. Um, the, the goal is always to stabilize it. And so, um, so right now, I don't mm. even know, we haven't considered it stable, but this is where I am. And my doctors have said that I'm allowed to run, so I run. <laughs> you know, what do we do? I remember early on, me and my mother were talking about it. And um, the diagnosis was obviously a shock because I was a pretty healthy person. And then to present with a, with a condition specifically, when you're talking about cardiac, when you're a cardi cardio athlete, like, you know, you lose endurance sports. Um, one of the things we were talking about was just like, things would change in your life anyway. You don't know how they'll change. You don't know what the thing will be. And your job is just to keep living through them, not to stop where they are. And so what does living through them look like? Well, for me, it happens to look like running. Again, we're talking about toward the fear, just keep running. Because running is what I love to do. Um, if that means I have to run slower, or if that means I have to run less, then it doesn't mean I don't have to run at all. So I don't, I, you know, I'm not allowed to run at all. And so that's the way I've been pursuing it. And luckily, um, my my clinical team has been like, well, keep going until you think you have to stop. I think we'll notice, but she'll notice before we do. And so um, as athletes, we know something about paying attention to our body. You know, um, That's what took me to the to diagnosis anyway, because I was like, something's not right with my body. You know, I'm not running the same way. Uh, I obviously didn't think it was anything that serious, but um, but in any case, yeah, but that's what we do. We, we pay attention and we say, this is what I need to pull back. And this is like Melanie was saying about the therapy. This is what I need to do to help myself. So um, my doctors are um, very supportive, but they often, they often say, we don't really know what to tell you because because of the way that you're able to perform, that shouldn't probably be for what we see on paper and what we see. So I, I believe, like Melanie said, like, you know, we have some investment in our own, you know, our own situation. No one can tell us whether we can or we can't. I think we know ourselves best, and, you know. And that's not to discount what they know, because I love my team. and They're very knowledgeable and very helpful. But at the same time, we, we are a team. I'm part of the team too. And so as part of the team, we talk about what fits my entire lifestyle. And I wanna, you know, I wanna live while I'm alive. <laughs> you know, we're, there's one, one thing that's inevitable and that's that we're all going away from here, but we are here in this moment. And so in this moment, this is what I can do. I was in probably, my, my plan is to turn, to grow old. So. You know, I know my mother and father have a friend, and he's in his late 70s, and he was like a, a marathoner, and Mr. Sauls is just amazing. And so he got out of marathoning because his knees were hurting, but now he's like doing century rides. So he transitioned into something completely different, and he'll be, I think, like 79 or 80 this summer. Um, so I look at that as, you know, as an example of, of what can what one can do um, with that mental willpower, and I know mental willpower is not the only thing. I'm not. I don't want to be ableist here, but um, but yeah, you know, we go to our 
we see what they are, and the only way we know what they might be is if we go toward them. The gems that you're dropping, Darlene, I mean, I might as well just say, <laughs> let me sit back and let you take the show because I am learning so much and I love the, what I hear is like this quiet strength. Tony Dungy has this book, I read it and it's called Quiet Strength and you remind me of that, like you're very reserved, he's very reserved and He's had challenges that he's had to overcome. You are overcoming challenges of doctors telling you you can't. And I think the similarities with both you and Melanie is that doctors or a condition of the body was trying to dictate what you could do. And you are not allowing the condition to dictate. You are dictating what your body is going to do and I admire that and I hope whoever is listening is encouraged by your stories because this is what it's all about it's about sharing how you have to endure as you said live through it and not stop so that you can get to the other side and a lot of times when we're faced with conflict challenges grief disappointment hurt um, broken bones tears and hamstrings heart failure uh, all kind of stuff is we sometimes people stop and they don't get to see the victory on the other side and so for whoever is listening, no matter what you've been told, no matter what has happened to you, keep moving forward. Huh. I'm going to change that again. Keep trying forward. Because every moment that you get to try is another moment that you are going to win. Because whenever you try beginner's luck, you always win. <laughs> it may not feel like a win. <laughs> Let's be very clear. But it is the win because you tried. And you could have had the option and opted out. And would have never known what the possibility would be. And so through all of the setbacks, I do believe that setbacks, when we handle the setback appropriately sets us up to be even more victorious than we ever would have imagined if we would have gone through with that first setback. But it's all in how we handle the situation, right? <laughs> Y'all got me all calm and talking soft and, you know, in the groove. I need to have some candles burning. As I'm about to go to bed, finish getting myself prepped because I um, have a ride in the morning. And so that's a part of the journey, right? You got to get in the bed. You may not be able to go turn up on a Friday. <laughs> like we want to turn up, turn up, hey, turn up. We got to go turn down. What? Like what John will tell us, let's go turn down in that bed so you can turn up while you're riding that bike or while you're running tomorrow. So. Ladies, this has been incredible. And I know 
you probably didn't get to the half of your stories, but the most important story today is that you didn't allow your obstacles to hold you back. And because of Fund Her Try, you were able to give it your best try. And so thank you to Fund Her Try for not just giving out money, but giving money and providing mentorship. That's like a winning combination, a double uh, package that really invaluable. So I have an ask for you. And the ask is go to fundhertry.org and give, right? Because we want to see more people get this money. And we want to see more people starting or more women specifically on every start line. So go to fundhertry.org <laughs> today, right now, for those of you who are watching live, and give because your donation can definitely have an impact and change the lives of like these two beautiful women, Darlene and Melanie, and giving them an opportunity to try. So with that said, thank you to Fund Her Try for even partnering with Try Beginner Luck so that we can get you into more households so that more people will know what you're doing. And I'm just grateful that we're being able to do this because it's always my heart to give. Like I'm a giver by nature. And I wanted to give away stuff last year and it didn't work out during Christmas. And then Lynn called and was like, hey, I have this idea. I was talking to, I think Mike Ship. he joined the live, talking to Mike Ship, and he was like, well, have you talked to these people? And so again, synergies, Mike Ship put Lynn in contact with me and now we are here on the podcast um, to help expand Fund Her Try so that more women can have an opportunity to be on every start line. And again, like I said earlier, we have this thing on Try Beginners Luck. Whenever you try Beginners Luck, you always win. I am Mashonda Miles, also known as Mashonda Shines, your host. And I, <laughs> and we're done, peace, we're out, done. Hey, I'm about to go into another segment. Oh, thanks. Have a great day. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode. We need your help so we can continue to try at TBL. So for more information on where you can find and subscribe to this podcast, visit www.trybeginnersluck.com. And don't forget, whenever you try beginner's luck, you always win.